Welcome to Own and Brews Barbecue. Today I have gone a little rogue one because Chris and Nick are not cooking with me today. Instead, I've invited Chef Shandy to join me to serve up something a little different. Perhaps a little veggie bantha burger washed down with some soy milk, blue soy milk. All right, please welcome to the show Shandy from the broadcast. Thanks for, for joining me. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. So give the listeners a little background as to your Star Wars knowledge. My Star Wars knowledge is next to nothing. I know that Darth Vader is Luke's father. Okay. That's because a good... that one, yeah, that one really got out there. Yeah. The zeitgeist. <laughs> I mean, that, as far as a pop culture thing, I mean, it's hard not to know that. It's like Harry yeah. Potter and Voldemort or something, you know? Like they're kind of synonymous. Yeah. Um, so I do, I know that, but I've never really watched any of the movies. Um, with the little asterisks of, I did watch one of the ones that came out in the 2000s with Natalie Portman. Okay. Um, and I don't remember which one. That's perfect. It was, <laughs> it was when I was like halfway through college. So when I watched it, you can imagine maybe my state of mind and why mm -hmm. I might not remember all of it. And also, um, I was living in France at the time, so I was watching it dubbed in French. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So I like really don't remember any. Right. Happened. I'm curious but, as to which one of the prequels that that would have been. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. <laughs> if only we knew a time frame in which you lived in France and and. Well, 2002 to 2006. I think it was well, maybe 2004. Yeah, Okay, so maybe maybe Revenge of the Sith, I'm thinking. Perhaps. So, perhaps. Your guess is as good as mine. Actually, your guess is much better than mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Touche, as they say in French. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that, your, your knowledge of Star Wars is equal to my knowledge of French. Oh, well, hey. So, right. um, although maybe just a little bit more because of just uh, my knowledge of artwork and stuff like that. So Yeah. Yeah, you know, French painters. Yeah, that's when Jeopardy comes on. That's when I'm like, I got this. Nice. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to the topic at hand. You have done something special, though, because of your lack of knowledge of Star Wars. Um, you've watched A New Hope. I did. Okay. Um, this this is exciting because this is the first time we've talked about this, and and you you to preface this fell asleep during your first watching, right? I did actually, and it wasn't. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to throw throw shade here. You know, this isn't like losing geek cred here. It's more about like, I'm curious. You know. <laughs> well, so here's here's like the whole backstory too. Is when when you approached me with this idea, and I was like, yeah, I'll totally, I'll totally watch one of the movies. We've kind of talked about this vaguely for a year? quite a while. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was kind of floated out there as to where do you start in the Star exactly. Wars movies. That was kind of like a big question floating around. Right, because you would think that start at the beginning would be the logical answer, but with Star Wars, they have to go and make it all confusing. So, like, what is the beginning? So. Um, Real meta. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, I finally got around to watching it, and I had to figure out how to watch it. There's probably better, easier, uh, maybe less legal ways to get it for free, but I just 
bought it for like $17. Oh, wow. That's, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's a commitment to the show, too. I mean, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that'll come up in the patron plug later. <laughs> no, <seriously. laughs> um, so I purchased the movie, but then I kind of like was putting it off and putting it off because I had in my mind that it was like three plus hours of movie. So it was like, when am I going to have the time to sit down to like this mega long movie? Sure. And when I actually looked at the movie duration, I was really surprised to see that it's just two hours. So I was like, okay, that's like two episodes of Westworld. I can do that. <laughs> or, or a good season finale with, with bonus material, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. So I sat down to watch the movie, but yeah, I was, I was kind of, I was really tired the first time that I watched it. So I got like halfway through and then fell asleep. To, to be fair, this happens with me with Westworld all the time. So, <laughs> so we're, on, yeah, like, yeah, we're <laughs> on equal, equal footing here. Um, and I, and I look forward to watching Westworld. It's just the, I'll, I'll dim the lights, I'll put my mm. feet up. And then it's like, before you know it, I'm, I'm just, okay, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, so. it was similar. I was like laying down on the couch. I don't know, like after after like a long day of work or something, you know, something cliche like that. Yeah. Um, which is just a perfect time to fall asleep. But the second time that you approached this and you wrote me back and you were you were really excited by it now. You were I yeah. the movie like spoke to you and Oh, I really liked it. It was really fun. Um I took notes. So I have oh, wow. some notes. <laughs> about the movie things that um struck me as as i went through and when i finished the movie i was kind of like okay so like now i should watch the next one huh. so i'm um i'm on board but i did hold back because i thought that this episode would be more fun to record if i had not seen yet the any of the subsequent oh movies. yes sure so. and and for the listeners too to kind of go on this journey with you as far as like your experience of the star wars Movies, you know, might be interesting. Um, what? Well, I, I mean, I can, I can defer to your notes, or, or I can defer to my notes as far as uh, questions that I have for you. But um, the what character spoke to you? That's, that was one of the things that I was like, which characters kind of like were you like? Hmm, I want to know more about them. Or that guy? No, didn't connect with. Um. Well, my fr the first note that I have, and this was answered shortly thereafter, but my very first question is, what is the gold robot guy's name? <laughs> for a long time, like, nobody's talking to him. It's just the other oh, sure. robot dude that's, you know, beeping. Um, I, like, I totally dig them. They were cute and very nice. The, um, apparently, the beeping uh, is... He was supposed to be a foul-mouthed droid. He was originally R2-D2 was supposed to speak English. And he was supposed to have a foul mouth. And uh, when they changed that, they they still left in the reactions of C-3PO to those. Like, <laughs> so it, yeah, it goes all the way back to the original R2-D2, cussed like a sailor. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I was having, I will say like, even though I'm not super familiar with um, Star Wars, I did see Spaceballs growing up. Oh. And that probably stuck with me much more than like anything else. And so I was sometimes like having a hard time separating. Um, Cause especially um, C3PO and R2D2, they, from my memory, they seem yeah. exactly the same. In oh, yeah. Joan Rivers pulls off a really great Anthony Daniels. 
Um, Joan Rivers plays, plays the voice of, I think, Dottie? Is that her name? It's been a while since I've seen Spaceballs. Sorry, Spaceball fans. Hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I do. Yeah, you're like, whatever, okay. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago. But I will say the um, in Spaceballs, the combing the desert scene oh, is yes. something that, like, to this day really makes me laugh. A, a bad pun is just wonderful. Um, and so when they were actually in the real scene that that was then, like, parodying, I was, uh -huh. I, I, I liked that. This is this is great. This is you're answering actually one of one of the questions I had, which was, I was curious if any pop culture references made more sense to you now. Yeah. Well, the name of this podcast, for example, I now get the joke. Yeah. <laughs> which is a weird joke. <laughs> you can thank Chris for that. He, yeah. <laughs> I actually, you know, Chris came up with uh, the the title of the show as well as our email, which is. Um, the force is well done at gmail.com. So another play on the, the whole barbecue theme. So, ah, got it. Yeah, well yeah. done, yeah. Yes. So yes. nobody likes their force rare these days. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on to your notes and your feedback, because this is, this is what I think listeners are going to enjoy. Um, okay, well, um... oh. <laughs> The, that scene where they're like auctioning off the droids, I was like, that kind of reminds me of like a slave auction. This is yeah, this is getting a little weird here. That was that was a little weird. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting about the whole idea of of the the droids being servants, and they they. I'll just you know I don't want to spoil you on what's to come, so it's kind of but it's oh. yeah it's I'll. I don't want to disappoint you either because it's not like there's a droid revolution that's going to take place in the next five <laughs> movies. <laughs> so, just, okay. yeah, it's it's like, uh, what do I tell you? What do I not tell you? Oh, yeah, this is yeah, difficult. Because normally I would say, like, you know, tell me whatever, but now I'm actually going to watch them. So, yeah. I, could, I can say that uh, C-3PO's character, uh, George Lucas's original vision, vision for him was that he was supposed to be a smooth talking car salesman so it was almost as if he was supposed to sell himself as being uh -huh. and anthony daniels uh when he approached that role um kind of changed that so a bit and how he read for it apparently george lucas was like oh that'll do who knows <laughs> It was more of an English butler kind of thing, and he was like, "Oh, okay, you know." And he just it it he it was uh -huh. sold on him. Yeah. So. Okay. Oh, I like how he turned out. Um, but I guess it is kind of interesting. Like, are they? So they're like robots. Um, are they human? It's. I feel like we're like circling back to Westworld again. Mm. I feel like. I mean, they like think for themselves. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Um, well, and there's so many different machines we use day to day. I mean, you know, I think of my washing machine a lot of times as a robot that just has one function, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. So Yeah. And I think I would be less um, shocked to see uh, washing machines auctioned off, you know? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> to we see like these like very humanoid type things like, oh, being sold off. Yeah. Separated from their dishwashing babies exactly <laughs> okay before this podcast gets any darker 
Um, I will say the next the next note that I have, and this is kind of um, something that I noted throughout, um, is I was really surprised at how whiny Luke is. <laughs> like I was expecting him to be like our hero, but he's yeah. just a whiny little bitch. Like, what's going on with yeah. that? <laughs> yes, uh, and something that he's been made fun of quite a bit. <laughs> um, was, so when the movies first came out, is that how he was received? Like, is that was that the intention? I don't think that that's how he was received at the time. His character, I think, his character mm -hmm. was was. And again, it's a little different for for me, you know, because my my history in seeing it is through the eyes of a of a kid, you know, who grew up on a farm. So. The idea, oh. that, the idea that Luke's a farmer is like really appealing to me. You know, mm -hmm. It's like, oh, you know, like that's that's a life that I understand. So mm -hmm. I think that simple part of Luke, um, you know, it, it definitely, it's like he's a boy, but Leia is a woman in a weird way. Like they're different. They're like on different mature levels. Right. And they're, and they're also like siblings who are going to have some sort of like, <laughs> love interest <laughs> so we got, got some game of thrones here too going on like <laughs> i yeah i think it was the fact that lucas didn't really know if he was going to make another movie so he was kind of and i think the the tying them together came later i think at this point they were just unrelated and there's a there's a sequel book that came out called splinter of the mind's eye and that book there's a there's definitely a, a lot more hinting going on between Luke and Leia in that book. Hmm. And rereading that book, it's like, ooh, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so I just I want to point that out, and, and it's good that you know that they're they're related. Um, but just their mature maturity there is kind of at a different level, you know, when you watch the movie. Yeah, I think I even wrote down somewhere like, how old is Luke supposed to be? Because nineteen. Okay. He kind of looks 19 and acts maybe 12. Mm -hmm. well, he's been held back too. And uh, there's a lot of theories that Luke doesn't know how to read. So, huh. yeah. Interesting. So I'm just throwing out nuggets of Star Wars. Yeah. Lore that that uh, I don't know if I really necessarily believe that, but that's, that's, it's basically people saying like, well, he was kind of a backwoods farmer on a backwoods, backwards world he was kind of left alone to his own devices and would not have necessarily needed to go into school or needed to learn how to read but he is really proficient with mechanics and so that would lead you to believe that he's had some knowledge uh -huh. it's not just organic like oh these parts go together <laughs> right <laughs> so Which, speaking of reading though and parts going together this was another big question of mine is how much fanfic has been written about Luke, Leia, and Han Solo? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. But yeah, I that bet was there's... just like a threesome waiting to happen the whole time. <laughs> yes, and um, considering that Leia is is one of the only females in the movie, <laughs> except for Aunt Beru. At this point, that's the only two women that Luke knows in his life: Aunt Beru and this princess. Wow. Yeah. I will say um, one of the things that I said to my husband was like, when I, as I was watching it, I was like, God, there's just not like, where are the women? There's not any women in this movie. I was kind of complaining about that. And he was like, you know, it was 1977. 
<laughs> and I can kind of take that as an excuse and just go with it. But it is it is an odd experience to watch a movie that's like 99% male. Um, interesting that you, you, you mentioned this. I was wondering how much you'd pick up on that. Um, just... I kind of <laughs> kind of thought it might be on your radar. Uh, there was a there was a woman on Twitter recently that had gone through and watched all of the movies and basically I don't know how she did it. I'm sure there's an article out there that kind of breaks it down further, but she she basically looked for um, female representation in all of the movies and had some algorithm to um, rank them. And a new hope comes in last with the least amount of female uh, parts spoken, uh, you know, seen. Um, so, and the most recent movie, The Last Jedi, came in number one with like 46% representation. Ooh, whereas a, a New Hope was at 12%. <laughs> so. And even, so like Princess Leia, um, I love in the hair. Um, I like her style. And like, I like that she's kind of a badass. Mm -hmm. And she'll like take the gun and like, but she's not a very good shot. Like any of the scenes where she was taking over and shooting, like she didn't actually hit anyone. Um, and I was also really confused by her reaction to, to Han. Like in the same scene, let's see, where is this in my notes? Um, okay, yeah. So there's a scene where Han goes, if we can just avoid any more female advice, we ought to be able to get out of here. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and Luke kind of goes, Durr? and then like, <laughs> well, let's do this then. And then, um, and Leia doesn't really react. But I think she's kind of off put by it, but she doesn't really mm -hmm. act. And then literally like two minutes later, she's fawning over his courage. Like, oh, he is courageous, that one. <laughs> like, how did that happen? Um, well, again, it's the 70s. <laughs> so uh, people just, I don't know, they, maybe they were all high. And they just, <laughs> they could forget about, they could, they could put away their differences back then. You know, it's like um, only one side's getting high right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, as far as Leia, though, I'm glad that you kind of uh, picked up on that. I thought, I think Leia as a character in movies pushes that bar a little bit further, you know, as she comes along, she's a, um, her, her role in, in Star Wars is a little different, you know, at that point in time. Like, so prior to 77, like having that female that's going to grab the gun, that's going to shoot and try, try to be as tough as the guys. Um, mm -hmm. So, um, and she's really tough as nails, as people have pointed out in hindsight, because she's just witnessed her entire world destroyed. Right? Yeah. And but she's still comforting Luke because he lost his mentor who he knew for maybe like a couple hours. Like how long did Obi-Wan and Luke hang yeah. out? Like, you know, so, so yeah, you know, he just died by the way she sent for him. So she actually has just as much hope writing on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, it seems as though they should be comforting each other in that moment. 
<laughs> it's funny that, you sh that you'd say that because I did notice that he, Luke seemed to mourn the loss of Han, no, of Obi, um, more than he mourned the loss of, of uh, his aunt and uncle who oh. were sensibly his parents. Like, there was like no emotion. It was like, oh, fuck, you're dead. <laughs> he, 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 they do have that really great music, which I love in that scene <laughs> when he goes to, to see and you know, cause cause Obi Wan's like, no, Luke, you can't do anything. You know, and he go, goes anyway, and he sees their skeleton. I mean, he actually sees a more horrific death for his yes. like parents that raised him, basically, basically, yeah, from a baby. And this old guy that he that he knew, he heard about. I mean, it'd be like if he was crying over some homeless person that like was. Oh, was that me or you? I I just heard like the email ding in my head. Oh, so. it must have been you. Okay. Um, that's just the voices in my head. Uh, <laughs> much like Luke, right? <laughs> yes, that's true. Yes. <laughs> Took him a long time to kind of catch on to that, though. It's, it's, he's just not the smartest. <laughs> and definitely lacks in yeah emotional maturity. Because it's interesting that, but to get back to you saying, you talking about um, Princess Leia comforting Luke, like, that's also, though, so typical of like she's going through her own thing like her entire world just exploded literally and yet for what like he i don't know he's just in he's in the dude role of like oh something bad happened to me so so she, so she then has to be the nurturer it's like okay yeah 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 that, that yeah luke I, i'm not a fan not, not a, a fan, fan of luke for, okay no well, hopefully he can earn some of your good graces back. I will say that he does come off in hindsight looking somewhat like a doofus. Um, <laughs> and and Han as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Um, um, yeah. Not a huge fan of him either. But but I did kind of like at the end, like the trio. That's when I was like, fan pick, fan pick, fan pick. <laughs> you know this has been done. Like well, and, and those those three, I mean, after our, after Star Wars is released, you know, they that trio <laughs> and the stories that come out of them, you know, in the comic books. I mean, it, it really it really does center around those three, much in the way that Star Trek, if you're ever familiar with that, revolves around <laughs> three dudes. So, yeah, um, Kirk, Spock and, and Bones. So. OK, I've heard the first two of those names. <laughs> No, but I'm talking fanfic more like Slash. Oh, sure. No, I, I, I know where you're going with that. <laughs> and I, I'm not opposed to uh, reading anything that you want to write up. I've read Nick's. Uh, <laughs> I've read Nick's how he would redo the prequels. So I've hit. I've read his fanfic. Oh fiction. wow! Yeah. So Interesting. I'm, but I think your fanfiction though, sounds <laughs> really, really next level. Um, Fifty Shades of Force. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, since since we're on the the uh, elephant in the room about, um, maybe maybe we'll just say that for the end because that is the giant explosion. Um, there's there's a lot of sexual euphemisms that I pull away from the last battle scene, which is these tall, these tiny little one man fighters trying to penetrate this big giant. Egg oh shape. my god! <laughs> I just witnessed 
Shandy's mind being blown. Yes. (laughs) And all of the things that have been said in that whole final battle, and I do imagine that you'll probably watch this at some point just to (laughs) reaffirm these, (laughs) but all of those things that they say kind kind of go with, um, I don't know, they're they're there. Um, Like, um, I can't shake him. Or uh, pull up, Luke, pull up. Um, it's coming in too hot. Um, you got one on your back. Like, there's all of these different things that they say all the way up to the to the very end where he has to let go with his feelings. <laughs> How right? did I miss this? And then they're all glowing at the ceremony. They are glowing. Yes, you're right. Um, and 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 how does he how does he blow it up? It's not. It's not just with the force. He has to use that that good sage wisdom from his good old buddy, the scoundrel Han. Comes right in at the last minute. <laughs> You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. Yeah, it's there. It's totally there. Uh, That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad that uh, you enjoy. I've I've been down this road a couple times. Talked about this. It's there, though. I mean. It's like glaringly obvious now that you're saying it. I'm a little bit disappointed in myself that I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I was not there. I think I was still just kind of like, but the Luke is so nervy. Yeah, he he does. And and how does he get the pilot? Like, even when you watch it the first time through, were you kind of wondering like, how did he get this pilot's job? Like, they're just Mm -hmm. throwing anybody in these X wings these days. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, so there seemed to be this like really important briefing on, mm. on like, you know, galactical security, and and they're just like allowed to be there, and then it's like, okay, well they just had this whole ordeal, so maybe like the princess is vouching for them and whatever, but then like Han's just gonna peace out right after that, so like he just was privy to all this really important information, and he's just gonna like, ciao. yeah that seemed a little bit weird and then and then all of a sudden yeah luke is just like oh you're gonna be a star pilot (laughs) there you Um, go somebody seemed to have a question it was like oh no i can totally vouch for him when did that happen like he was he was on a farm before yeah so i think uh maybe you're referring to the scene with big's dark lighter which they they added um to the special editions they they changed around a new hope several times and i'm Somewhat sad that you probably had to watch the the special edition version. That's so weird. Why what's, would you do that? What's that? Why would you change around a movie after? Man, that's a whole can of worms, Shandy. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> I'm kind of running into the same thing with Arrested Development because. Oh yeah, the change. Fourth season. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I don't. I don't okay. know what happened to the fourth season. It's, I don't understand anymore. I've rewatched the fourth season. And I'm like, I don't remember that guy. Was exactly. that guy? like, yeah, like I thought it was significantly shorter. Yeah. What happened? And, yeah. and when are they going to release the rest of season five? Cause if, I don't know. And I'm not sure that I really care because it's. Meh. Yeah. I really, I really like um, maybe's character. She's still one of my favorites and I love it when she, um, I, I love the second half, or at least when she retires the old folks home. That's so. pretty great. Yeah, her playing an elderly woman is is amazing. That, it was probably like my favorite part of of this season. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> it was maybe the only actually funny part of the season. Fair, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Okay, so Star Wars, though, <laughs> blowing up stuff. Um, you're right. Uh, why would Han be in that briefing? Uh, we were talking about oh, the special edition versions, the rewrites, the changes. One of the very first changes Lucas made was originally when Star Wars came out and you saw that scroll, scroll at the very beginning that says episode four. Well, originally it didn't say episode four. And that was added in about 1980 or 79, 79, before Empire came out. And Star Wars was such a popular movie that for years afterwards, I mean, even in 78, 79, they would release it in the summertime as a, as a movie in different theaters just to get people to come in and, and watch it, you know, and it was, a, it was still a happening thing because you couldn't watch it just on TV or VCR. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, yes, Lucas has kind of mutilated a lot of the original um, stuff. Um, imagine if you will, if somebody were to go back into the Wizard of Oz and say, oh, I could really make this part a little bit better, but every time they added to it, they just kept making it worse. <laughs> so yeah um, I'm, I'm familiar with this with painting you know because at some point the painting's alive and electric and you're like yes this is awesome and then you start working it and working it and at some point you're just like it's you've lost it you know you've lost that spark so um well the big stark lighter scene that i was referring to though is luke's childhood friend and this kind of harkens to why Luke might be a little bit stunted in his maturity. All of his friends have kind of grown up and gotten to leave. They've gone on to Starfleet Academy. Right. Which... And he has to stay home. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> and work on the farm. Um, oh, well, maybe if I get it working good enough, then I can go next year. <laughs> yeah, it's really sad. Um, meanwhile, Princess Leia is trying to get these stolen plans to Obi-Wan Kenobi that might save the galaxy, really. And meanwhile, Luke's just kind of, oh, gee, oh. God, guys. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, what else have, have we, have you, do you have in your notes there that we haven't uh, covered? Well, so there's just kind of going back to the, um, the auctioning off of the droids. Um, I thought it was interesting that then later when they go to that bar, Oh yeah, which is also a big scene in Spaceballs. Yes, I remember vaguely. Um, anyway, they say that they don't serve droids, and they have mm -hmm. to go outside. It's like, yeah. oh, it, this is like, were they trying to make a statement? You know, it's it's interesting that you pick up on those things because in a bottle, A New Hope does have some commentary there. Mm -hmm. um, I think in the in the grand saga. Mm -hmm of movies some of that mm, maybe some of lucas's critic you know critique of you know droids and and being a, an ownership slave kind of society maybe maybe that was in his initial thoughts and eventually he just was like eh i can't do that more laser swords <laughs> so okay. uh no i i think it's so what has been retconned or what has been rewritten about uh, the guy behind the bar is, you know, he's, he's had some, for one, he's had a traumatic experience with droids, uh, killing his family, I think. Um, so he has like some kind of trauma with droids. 
Um, but on the sh on a simple bartender point of view, droids take up space. So oh, because they're yeah. not going to order. They're not going to order. They're just going to take up space, and then you can't sell as many drinks. So, Interesting. so you can, you know, take either of those, the retcon, like, uh, you know, the backstory that's been re rewritten about him. I don't know if it's retcon, that's not the proper use, but um, Nick will point that out when he... When he <laughs> well, it's over my head, so... Okay, well, it's good that you picked up on that, though. We don't serve their kind here. Yeah. yeah. Um, one big question that I had... Um, how can James Earl Jones be Luke's father? <laughs> I, I guess we're going to have to find that out together. <laughs> it's, it's how, he only looks pretty white. <laughs> yeah, he is. And, you know, the uh, the actor, David Prowse, who is, is the actual physical actor that plays Darth Vader, um, he had spoken his lines and he has this like Scottish kind of brogue accent. Whoa. Yeah. And he thought the whole time that they were going to, that his lines were going to be spoken. It wasn't until afterwards. Oh, shit. Yes. It wasn't until <laughs> afterwards that it was kind of like, oh, you've been replaced. So, and, oh. it, and it was a big bone of contention, you know, post, um, post Star Wars for David Prowse is the fact that he, you know, felt kind of, pushed over and um, brushed aside. So yeah, interesting that you would point that out, but yes, that's how James Earl Jones became Luke's father. Uh, <laughs> because I mean, I think that like, aren't they're like, they're like saber fighting when this, when he says it, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm just wondering like, does at some point, does he like take off the mask? Does he, how does that work? Or does he just never take off the mask? Because then that then that would work. But if you, I I really, I think we're talking about a couple more podcasts here. We break this stuff down. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, hopefully so we can have some more summer summer shandy barbecues happening. Where yes, perfect. <laughs> you can you can watch Empire Strikes Back and and then we can discuss what what happens between this this because you know it's coming. Yeah, you know, um, much like it, Luke in that final battle scene, he was coming the whole time. <laughs> so, but only two of those protons actually went down that, that shoot. <laughs> so, there was one where the guy missed it, and he says, "Oh, just pecked it on the surface." <laughs> yep, says that. So, oh uh, my god, I'm totally rewatching that now that I own the movie because I paid my seventeen or whatever dollars. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I know. I feel like I could have just sent you my my DVDs. <laughs> and... Oh, do I have a DVD player? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's hard well, these days. So, um, a new hope, though the last battle scene, though, and the you know that whole lead up, because there's really kind of three parts to the movie. There's the Tatooine, um, is the beginning, and it, it it's basically a a lineage of. Leia gives the droid. Leia gives the droids the information. The droids need to find Obi Wan Kenobi, but they find Luke, who finds Obi Wan Kenobi, and then they find Han Solo to get off the planet. And then all together, they find the the princess at the heart of this uh, monstrous city, right? Um, and the Death Star is its own set piece in the middle. And then the the last 
part is this battle sequence of them escaping and then you see Yavin 4, you see kind of this lush green life. Um, and if we're just looking at A New Hope, you can kind of see the wasteland that you begin with and the, the jungle and the life that you end with and this city in the middle that is kind of terrorizing the galaxy, right? So these are kind of larger themes that are working there in that, just that movie. All right. <laughs> Well, <laughs> maybe I'm stating the obvious here, but I just thought kind of no. you're like, <laughs> Matt's thought about this way much more than I have. I, yeah, it's fine. I have spent Very some time cool. with these, these, yeah. these movies. Yeah. So, um, okay. So the, the battle at the end is, is also this idea of Luke. He has to turn off the computer. He has to push away technology mm -hmm. and embrace the force, which is from living things around him. So there's this concept that Lucas was pushing in the movie about that idea of the force or this something from nature. And, and we can all get behind the force because it sounds legitimate. It's like, well, you have gravity, you know, mm -hmm. it's a force of nature, you know? So the force can just be this living thing that, that works. Um, and that he ultimately had to turn off technology in order to to destroy it, so. Um, well, and that was kind of one of my questions though too, was, um, uh, well, actually two things. The the lightsabers, are those related to the force? So, it seemed like, yeah, yeah, the other people didn't have them. Right, well, initially, Lucas had this whole thing that, that, the, that the lightsaber stemmed from your energy of the force and that there was some kind of force connection to the lightsaber and that there was kind of an energy going forward. And so the early versions, they have two hands on the, the, uh, the lightsaber because they want to invoke the idea that it's heavy or that it's powerful, even though there's that scene where Luke's like, what's this thing? You know, he's just kind of waving around like, <laughs> I feel like I kind of did that same thing. <laughs> you did, you did. And I wanted to, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to point out to listeners who may or may not know, we, we've formally met each other on uh, May the 4th this year. That's right. So, yeah, this is really coming together. Yeah. It's almost like we somehow planned it, but <laughs> didn't. The force just willed it to happen. But that's right. Yeah. So that, that brings me to my second question. Why is it that Luke, like that the force is so strong with him? Is it like hereditary because his dad was one of these force people? Is it he's just like the chosen one? Like, oh, so you've heard about this chosen one thing? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, but maybe. I mean, I, okay. I'm also like, I feel like that's a very recurring theme, like in sure. the Bible and Harry Potter, and you know, so. Um, well, I don't really want to answer these questions for you because <laughs> I feel like they have to unfold. <laughs> And on a, but on another level, I feel like I should just cut to the chase because they don't really explain this in the original trilogy. So, and, um, so the original trilogy um, only explains so much. And you can think of the prequels as Lucas going through and being like, I have to explain everything now. <laughs> and and, um, and so... And there's cycles, there's thematic cycles between the two. So the prequels and the, the, the original trilogy, they, they kind of work in a, you know, 
I don't know. There's things you can read about it. I'm it's not- kind of like the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's like, yeah. so we have this existing text and we're going to adopt it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, by the time, you know, A New Hope comes around, they're talking about the ancient ways, this old religion, it's dead, you know, and they, they kind of refer to it mm-hmm. as, as kind of something in the past. So, um, yeah, the, um, yeah, there, there, there is an explanation, but I, I feel like I'm, okay. I, should, I shouldn't. Well, so question then, would would it be fair to say that the original trilogy is kind of like the original seven Harry Potter books and that okay. the prequels and everything around it is kind of like Fantastic Beasts and all? Yeah, that's a good, yeah, that would be a good comparison. So it's like really not canon, anything that's not the original trilogy? Well, <laughs> no, it is canon. Yeah, as much as some fans don't want to make it. So I guess that's where it would defer because... The prequels, you know, as flawed as they are, and uh, they have their issues, they they were still came from the mind of George Lucas, you know, and he still had full creative control over all of those movies. And it's like right or wrong, it's kind of it's kind of cool to see one person who has a vision and a boatload of money just say, <laughs> "This is what I'm going to do." You know, I mean, you yeah. don't have that, you know. Um, you don't have that much with a lot of franchises, so. Um, so, um, we kind of danced around it, but I wanted to bring up this idea of, of myth because there's a series on Netflix uh, right now, they've, they've released it, it's been out for a while, but it's um, Joseph Campbell and the Power of Myth. Um, and I don't know if you've ever read any Joseph Campbell or heard any of his um, talks. You you might want to wait to watch those until after we get through. Okay. It might spoil. Like he does play, they do play a couple of clips from Star Wars. Um, I would recommend though for listeners, uh, The Hero's Adventure, the very first one. Um, you're either going to like it or you're not. But I think it's something that, that you would enjoy, Shandy, because of Joseph Campbell. Um, he, he really ties together world religions. And in a way that he connects the dots, and um, in in Luke is pulled from from Joseph Campbell and the hero of a thousand faces. Um, so the okay. hero, yeah. So the Netflix series, though, worth a, a watch. Um, maybe maybe add it to your to your queue and then come back to it. You probably could watch the first one. I I meant to watch it today just to see which ones they revealed, and. By the time I got back to it, I, I, I was like, oh, oh, they're showing this scene? Yeah, you should wait. So Okay. Um, but worth the watch and and also for listeners that, that might be wanting something that uh, relates to Star Wars, but deals with the myths in a larger kind of broader context. Mm-hmm. So because there are some some of those themes that come up in, in this new hope. So So basically, once I get through like a million hours of. (laughs) (laughs) Fortunately, the original trilogy stays to pretty close two hours each. Okay. Is, are the, the prequels, are they like three hours? Where did I get this idea in my head? So the longest one or the longest two Star Wars movies is The Last Jedi at at about two and a half hours. The most recent (laughs) one is two and a half hours. And uh, Attack of the Clones, I believe, is close following that with like two hours and 22 minutes or something. I 
Okay. Don't quote me on it, people. I just, <laughs> it's out there. You can look it up on IMDb, but, but I know those are the two longest. Um, okay. And um, yeah, so let's see. Um, any characters you hate it? Well, I guess we did talk about that, Luke. <laughs> mostly <Han>. Luke. <laughs> mostly Luke. That's good. I like this honesty here about that. Um, did it live? Did it live up to your expectations? Because because you know Star Wars kind of has a threshold of like, you know, oh this is gonna be great. You're gonna love it. You know. I mean, I don't really know what I was expecting, honestly. Um, I think. If anything, I was expecting to be somewhat confused uh, because, like, it's new to me and people, you know, have this, like, vocabulary of Star Wars that I don't have. Um, and I was expecting, I was expecting it to be super long, um, which it wasn't. And, which is maybe just comes from the fact that there are so many. Yeah. And I think also, too, just that if you're coming from Harry Potter, too, you know, because Harry Potter, it's like, it's a three-hour movie. I, I took my son to... Uh, a Harry Potter themed birthday party the other day. Nice. And the mom's like, oh, well, we're going to watch the movie later. And and I'm like, <laughs> looking at my, I'm like, I'm picking them up at seven, like three hours from now. So unless you got that thing rolling, <laughs> like. It's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, and I think I, I was expecting it to be, um, I don't know, just like, um, not like outdated, but like I was expecting, you know, like the special effects and everything to be like super hella old. And I will say that I think, um, so I was, you know, happily surprised that it wasn't three hours long. Um, <laughs> I wasn't like as confused as I, as I thought I would be because it was actually really simple. Yeah. Um, I feel like certain characters weren't, Actually, I don't know that any character I felt like was super well developed. Mm -hmm. And I sort of, I was able to just remind myself that there are a billion more. So like there's oh. more time for them to get developed. So like that was, that was fine. I could accept that. Um, and then I was actually really pleasantly surprised um, by how much it's held up in terms of like, just like visual effects and how, mm -hmm. what it looks like and the special effects, like. It was, it's like pretty good. Like there's nothing that's super shocking. Like, oh my God, that, yeah. that looks so old and outdated. Like it was, yeah. So I imagine it for people who saw it back in the day, it must've been well, like such a big deal. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and that it did. It, it definitely launched a lot of different movies, a lot of different space movies. And um, I think one of the, the aspects though is when Lucas goes through in 96, I want to say. And he, uh, I think, or was it 97? Anyway, when he does release the special edition, um, he does he does improve a lot of the some of the special effects. I apologize, my um, credit card machine is going to process now. I I podcast for my work. With my eye, a little little backstory here. Every night at 9:30 on the dot, it has to do this processing thing. So ah. if it beeps, it's not R2. <laughs> Um, okay, so so moving forward, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Um, things that you get to look forward to with that is more of that character development. Stupid machines. It's a robot. Yes, yeah. I'm gonna sell it on an auction next. 
Exactly. And then, and then, like, I don't know, free your mind from technology. And yeah. Feel the force. Feel the force. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs restraining bolts? Just get paid through the force. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice that they put restraining bolts on the droids too? They have these little bolts so that if they act up, they zap them. I did not. Yeah. That's so. really interesting. An interesting um, form of chains. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So there's a, there's a scene where, where R2 is acting up and they, they push the button and he's like, he stands at attention. So, mm. um, and then I'll have to, I'll have to rewatch. I, you know, I thought about, I thought about trying to watch it again before this podcast. Um, and then I just didn't end up getting around to it, but I think it'd be more interesting to rewatch now oh, that we've talked about it. So I know about. like a couple of things to look for. Well, in that, that aspect of R2-D2, um, he, he's smart and he's crafty because he's the one that tricks Luke to get the restraining bolt off, off of his, his shell so that he can escape to go find Obi-Wan Kenobi. R2-D2 is <laughs> the real hero uh, of the movie. I really liked him. <laughs> so he gets the secret transmitter here. He gets the the plans, the stolen plans for the uh, Death Star. So yeah. he's carrying them the whole time. Gets sold to Luke, and he's just like, "Forget you, dude!" Like, and so he he pops out that projection of uh -huh. Princess Leia saying, "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi." Right, which and, Luke is like immediately. It's like love at first sight, but you oh. like can't you can't see her. That was yeah. another one of my questions. Like, how can you? So, oh, I, I should I should preface that there is another girl in Star Wars. She didn't make the final cut, but she was an extra. Um, oh, her name's not Fixer, but she hangs out with. There's there's a whole mechanics crew of of people oh, that wow. Luke goes. Yeah, because he wants to go into Tashi Station to get the power converters, and um, it's a it's a lot. Sure, he does. Yeah, <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, his nickname, by the way, by all of the people that he hangs out with is Wormy. Is Wormy Bitch? No. <laughs> You're close. It starts with a W. It's Wormy. So, okay. yeah, I know. It's, it's weird. But uh, there's a girl that hangs out with them. And I I, can't, I don't know why I can't think of her name right now. Um, but anyway, it doesn't matter. So for all we know, this is the first female he's seen other than his aunt. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, R2, you know, he, he says that it's old data and that if he wants to see more to take off the restraining bolt, Luke does it. And then he's like, where'd she go? Bring her back, you know? And, <laughs> and, then, lady. Yeah. and that's when Luke is just conveniently distracted by his parents. They call him in for food. He drinks the blue milk. Yeah. I know this movie too well, but. But there was blue milk. Like yeah. did I did I actually watch this movie? <laughs> it's a lot of the pop culture stuff comes from all of these little tiny things that fans have picked up on and just held on to over the years. And so one of the things is when Aunt Baru pours in milk, it looks blue. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Because I know you mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast, and I just smiled like I. <laughs> It's okay. The other thing that I mentioned was Bantha, and the Banthas are those big uh, hairy beasts that the sand people travel on. So. Oh, okay. Which was another question, because, like, mm -hmm. there was a moment in that scene where, like, the logical thing to do would have been just to leave. To leave, yeah. But so. Luke's like, I'm gonna go 
I'm gonna go look around. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's he's kind of proud of it too. He's like, come on, we can look at this. This will be fun. You know, he's he's a little. It's like trying to get the droids on his side. Uh, <laughs> I apologize for calling them sand people. I know it's a. It's some people consider it racist to call them that. They're called Tuscan Raiders. So I guess that's the PC version. So I apologize, Shandy, if you go deeper down the Star Wars rabbit hole here. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> They're called sand people on the toy action figure. So if, yeah. They're called sand people in the movie. Are they? I wrote it in my notes. Oh, okay. Well, I guess. Why does Luke go looking for the sand people when they could have just left? Like, and I got that from. Sand people. Yeah. I guess he doesn't. Well, there you go. It's in the movie. It's not. Yeah. It's not mean to call them sand people. <laughs> but the Jawas, they are filthy creatures. So. Let's see. Okay. okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Those, there's the, those little creatures that steal R2-D2 in the desert. And they're the ones auctioning off the droids. Or the oh, yeah. And that weird, like, um, dumpster. Yeah. Tra traveling tra dumpster. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway. Um, I, I will say, and this is just a general, like, last thought on on overall on the movie. But I was I was very pleasantly surprised by a lot of things. And there are a lot of things that I liked. And I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the rest. But I will say, just in the genre of, like, sort of like science fiction futuristic movies just in general and in books and every all of that media like not just star wars by any means i just find it interesting that they can always imagine like all these you know like futuristic worlds far off galaxies like all this like crazy new technology like the writers can imagine all of this but they can't seem to imagine a world in which like our patriarchal structure doesn't still exist. Well, you could think of the empire as the patriarchal structure <laughs> because there are no women in the empire. Wow. Um, but there are no women really. There's not a lot of women depicted in the rebellion either. Yeah. However, at the heart of the rebellion are two very powerful female figures that. It's um, the, the tokens, you know. It's yeah. So it's, it's like. <laughs> It's nice, but it's like not enough. Even sure. like I have this, I had this note in my notes that all the pilots are boys. Like when mm -hmm. they go, it's like, are you like, are we really thinking? I don't know what year this is supposed to take place in, but like, are we really imagining that in, you know, like, so, so just whatever to back up, year that all of, yeah. So just to back up a bit, uh, it, it's a long time ago. So that's the only thing is that it's taking place in the past sometime. But it can't be the past because the technology is different than what we have today. It's in a galaxy far, <laughs> far away. It's not, it's not us. It's okay. them. <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> but even if it's in the past, it's so, so I suppose then the argument would be that even in a galaxy far, far away, yeah, you can we imagine still... all of this different technology right. and different types of people and different, but, but still with this like underlying structure. It, I will say that it doesn't get better in the prequels, and maybe that's the <laughs> I, I mean, oh, there's my timer. That's not our 2D2. That's just our little, like, the cookies might be done. We might need to go get those Bantha burgers out. Um, <laughs> although, veggie Bantha burgers, we all know veggie burgers, they take just like two minutes. You just heat them up. So, get too dry. So, uh, Shandy, I, I hope you had a good time on the show. I did. So it was great. Thank you for having me. 
yeah, I mean, I feel like we could still talk a little bit more A New Hope, um, but, uh, you know, Chris and Nick are going to get back here soon. And I don't, <laughs> I don't want them to find out that you were in the kitchen. <laughs> so I'm going to have to clean up our mess. Okay, but all of those bottles of summer shandy are just going to be... No, I'll I'll hide them. I'll hide them okay. in the freezer. No, refrigerator okay. unit. <laughs> you know that that drawer that never you nobody ever looks in. I'm gonna put them there. Okay. The guys okay. won't find them, and okay. you can come back and talk Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, at this time, uh, it's it's that time in the podcast where I need to thank. Um, first, let's just thank Jay and Jack because without them, they wouldn't make this podcast possible. So, um, but we are part of the Jay and Jack podcast family of shows. So, and if you haven't checked out the others, you need, you need to use hyperspeed and just go right over to iTunes. Um, you know, check out your, or your favorite hosting site for that matter, but check out the whole enchilada feed. Uh, you can search and subscribe to that. Um, or you can also just subscribe to the shows individually. Specifically, Shandy's show, if this is the first time you've heard her, you should check out the broadcast. Yes, you should. <laughs> um, you can find a lot more uh, destruction of the patriarch over there on the broadcast. Very true. I mean, I'm trying to keep with a new hope rules here where 12% of our shows <laughs> actually just have a woman on them. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we can change that a little bit, but uh, we'll see. Uh, without turning this into the broadcast, uh, I do appreciate you joining us. Um, and if anybody is out there that wants to help our show, you can also rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, that's the easiest way. The next level would be to check out the Amazon link, so which I believe is Amazon.com slash Jack. But you can always find janjack.com, uh, and that has all of the links uh, to Amazon, as well as how to become a patron member. Uh, your patronage, even a dollar, um, $5 gets you a lot more, um, helps all the podcasters out, um, everybody from Shandy to myself to paying the hosting fees. So, uh, And at this point, there's a couple special patrons that I like to thank. I came up with some some fun Star Wars themed names for them this week. <laughs> so uh, I'd like to thank Attack of the Tack from Tokyo, <laughs> Revenge of the Eckhart Richter, Earhart Richter, sorry. Uh, a big thanks to Molly the Millennial Falcon, as well as Ed the Letter Carrier Strikes Back, and the return of Maggie the Magnificent. <laughs> we thank you for all that you do. Yeah, that's. I don't know where to go from here. Usually, usually that's it. We just blow up the Death Star. We go home. <laughs> hey, by the way, did you notice that Chewie didn't get a medal? True. Yeah, that was another big kind of faux pas that like a lot of fans like really kind of harped on. And and Chewie's been awarded the medal in several different <laughs> ways, including like a an appearance by Carrie Fisher, I think on MTV Movie Awards or something. It was like oh, wow. one of those award shows that like she presented Chewbacca with the, the medal that he never received. Um, 
and there's lots of other like fan you know well not fanfic that's your thing um <laughs> but there's been actually official stories written about why he didn't get the medal but all we know is is that the the white males got the medals at the end yep. by the beautiful princess and the droids were clean so your eyes just got really wide when I said that. Like, but they are. They're nice and clean and shiny at the end. No, I was so. like, does that mean something that I'm not understanding? No, there's no sexual in your way. Okay. It's all, <laughs> all surrounding the Death Star. So. Okay. Uh. Um, okay, on that note, uh, I usually say, great show, kid. One in a million. Bye. <laughs>